What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 261st episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, SBJ, and with me on this day of low punny, I give you Will. Yay, I don't celebrate this particular holiday, but for all of the folks who do, I hope I hope you got lots of chocolate. That's what people do, right? Chocolate? That's Yeah, that's what today is, just chocolate. The day of and, chocolate. And- and jelly beans and that fake plastic grass. And then you like try to grab a handful of jelly beans, but then you get like all that grass in your hand and then you still shove it in your mouth. And then you have to like pick out the grass with your tongue and stuff. Yeah. Right. What are, what are you doing? Yes. Go, go ahead. I can't explain. It's not my <laughs> holiday. All right. I have like a semi, semi good Easter story. Uh, we also have Micah with us today. Hello. That's it. That's that's all you guys get. All right, see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Did you did, you, also, have, did you get an Easter basket? I celebrate Easter uh, like a true American, which is to say, I celebrate it superficially. Mm. I I just do the like fun things, and that's it. <laughs> so, did you have an Easter egg hunt? N- nope. Did you get an Easter basket? Kind of. I got like a like a bag. That's that not a basket. Put... No, it's not. It's so, just a bag, but it had some candy in it. My dad. What is okay, your so we definition had our family of the over. fun things? Because uh, those are the fun things of Easter. Pretty much just food, and that's oh. that's like every day, every day, Micah. <laughs> believe it or not, I eat food. <laughs> nah, but you know, you get together with people and you eat food. That's it. That's like most holidays. I in mean, America. did you have special Easter food? <laughs> yeah, we so usually saying, have ham. You're saying like. Middle school lunches are like Easter because people get together at 12.30 p.m. and they eat no, in a cafeteria. No. You know what I mean. Oh, okay. The old get-together. The old you gather, You gather around because you have to because it's a holiday. Okay. And you just deal with it. Sure. Let's uh, deal with today's show. We got some <laughs> Pokemon Go news, some new Pokemon. A new Pokemon has been revealed news and then some some sales numbers for pokemon for 2016 so that's our news portion then we have our email segment and then we are going to wrap wrap up with our pokemon of the week so that's our show for you guys today travis is dead no longer here rest Uh, in peace actually i think they have company for the next two or three weeks so they won't be on the show so you're gonna get micah or possibly maybe even logan if if we let him out of wherever he activity i forgot what state logan lives in south carolina oh okay wow arguably not the best carolina you know? uh, neither is particularly that great. I've, <laughs> I've spent much time in both of them. Nothing to be too excited for. Shout out way. to all the listeners in the Carolinas. Is there a difference between the both of them? Uh, yeah. yeah. North Carolina's got Duke. South Carolina has a beach. <laughs> North Carolina has Raleigh, which I, from what I understand is all that really matters. Raleigh? Rollet? In North Carolina. Oh, no, no. Micah, no. You got to go to... Uh, Dag never. There's this Let me one stop you right there. It's, it's unlikely that I'm going to go to North Carolina anytime soon. But <laughs> I realize I'll take it into consideration. So continue. There's this one town, and I can't remember the name of it. It starts with an A, and it's like got all kinds of microbreweries, and it's like the, you can have wonderful beer samples all but over I the li- place. I live in Milwaukee. 
Yeah, is okay, Milwaukee good, known good for beer? beer. No, oh, good beer. We got not the beast. PBR, man. Is that a Milwaukee thing? I don't even know. I uh, it I was and then it wasn't is. and now it is again, I think. I saw that they just reopened they opened something that looks like maybe a bar slash museum to Pabst inside of an old church. And it looks really cool from like a historical point of view, but otherwise not real interested in it. But if you're in Milwaukee or you're coming to Milwaukee and you really like Pabst, there you go. Go check it out. <laughs> you're really sold sold them on coming. Uh I got a Easter story that's probably not that good. So my parents definitely really enjoyed hiding Easter baskets. I don't know if that was a thing in your guys' households of hiding... Easter eggs or Easter baskets? The basket. So you wake up on Sunday morning and then you look for your basket. Oh, heck no. No? Uh Yeah, we never did that. You never... Oh, okay. Maybe... No, no, no. You got a basket, but the eggs were hidden and then you had to go and find the eggs because you colored the eggs a couple of days ahead of time. No, see, we we did the color of the eggs, and then usually the Saturday, the the day before on Saturday, you'd go to a park for like an Easter egg hunt, and then on Sunday when we'd wake up, it would be the whole like, gotta go to church, but before you go to church, you gotta find your basket, and then you can have the candy after church, which was the only thing that made church. I okay, let me back up here. I've only gone to church like maybe twelve times in my entire life that I can remember. There's a lot to process here. <laughs> The only Easter that I really remember, no, I remember two Easter's. One Easter I got Space Jam on VHS. That whoa, that's a good Easter. The unforgettable Easter right there, Space Jam on VHS. <laughs> the the better Easter was the Easter we didn't go to church, which was awesome in itself. But I couldn't find my basket, and everyone else found their basket, and my parents, depending on like how good they felt that week. Uh, the week of Easter, they would sometimes put m- something more than candy and eggs in the basket, like Space Jam or other VHSs or toys. I think one year we all got Tamagotchis because that was the big thing. But I couldn't That's find my also basket. also a good Easter. Yeah, Tamagotchis are really great memories. So I couldn't find my basket. Couldn't find my basket. I'm, oh, I don't know how old I am. I am like 10 or 11, between 10 to 12 years old. So I'm at the point of crying because I cannot find my basket, and everyone else could already found their baskets hours and hours ago. Finally, my dad was like, "All right, you need. I don't. This is my Steve Senior voice. Uh, you you need to feed the dogs." <laughs> so we had two big Rottweilers growing up. So we had the biggest bag of dog food in the world for these Rottweilers. And so I went to go feed the dogs, and my Easter basket was in a garbage bag in the bag of dog food which was probably like four to five feet tall. That's how big these bags of dog food are. And I found it, and I was super excited. And so I was, for the next, I don't know, we were watching some VHS, and I didn't realize that, I didn't even care that I didn't get a gift at that point, which is the first thing I kind of noticed, but my parents hid a copy of the Pokemon trading card game underneath all that grass. Like the Game Boy game? The Game Boy game, yeah. Oh, the best. So I was so devastated. Man, you had some great <laughs> I, Easter's. Had some okay Easter's. I was devastated that I couldn't find my basket to being completely satisfied with not getting a gift because now I had the candy to like an hour later after having the candy, finding out that I had the Pokemon trading card game, which is easily one of my favorite Game Boy games ever. That game is fantastic. It's incredible. I, I like the concept of them putting your Easter basket inside of a garbage bag. That just seems mean. Well, you don't want the you don't want the candy to like smell like dog food. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
But why would they hide it inside the bag of dog food? That's like where nobody's going to find it. Yeah, that's why they use That's such a good hiding spot. One year, my oh. parents hid somebody's basket in the oven. <laughs> they took out all the racks in the oven and then just put the basket in there, which was actually, all that was pretty clever. Yeah, I'm very impressed with your only having gone to church 12 times in your entire life. Do you, do you want to know, for me, from when I was about 10 years old, since I was in the church choir, Easter week for me was singing in church on Thursday, singing in church on Friday, singing in church on Saturday night, and singing in church on Sunday morning. I'm so sorry. This is why I reject this holiday completely at this point in time, <laughs> because it was pretty much just work for me. <laughs> I probably went to church way more, but when at the point where my parents had five kids, I think the whole like hassle of getting five kids to church and having them sit quietly for uh, how long is church? What, 60 minutes? Two hours? Yeah, it depends. Depends on who's who's doing it. I don't think my parents just wanted to deal with that anymore. We ran the gamut of like the best Easter's to like easily the worst Easter. From okay, like here's the here's the Space real Jam worst Easter. and Pokemon TCG to I was singing choir f- like four yeah. days in a row and on Saturday night. Here, here's the the real worst Easter, and and hopefully, Micah, you can help me. I have a hole in my life now because I watched the last, I'm actually tearing up. I watched the last episode of One Punch Man last night and it's like, I I need, I need something to fill that space. I'm pretty sure there's more on the way. I can't confirm I, that because I don't remember. On the way here right now. I got something that'll fill that void, Will. Okay. Space Jam. No. Just put Space Jam on repeat. Yeah. Were, weren't what? they making a sequel? Or I didn't don't know. they make a sequel? What other movie do you need, though, besides Space Jam? That's true. There's only one thing I hate more than Looney Tunes, and that's Disney. So, no. There's, Disney didn't make Space Jam. That's Michael Jordan made Space Jam. There's one thing I hate more than Looney Tunes is Disney. Looney Tunes made Space Jam. Yeah, and it was good. No, no. Space Jam was like the birth of furries. Well, Space Jam was? Yeah, because remember Lola Bunny? They made her look all sexy. No, I, that was Roger Rabbit, dude. Oh, all right. No, well, that well, no, there was a. All there right, was we need a, we need to move away from this conversation. <laughs> I don't remember the name, but there was a a, a lady bunny in Space Jam that was like Bugs' Lola. love interest. Yeah, Lola Bunny. Was it? Yeah, I know what I I'm talking know. about. This is going great. Welcome to the slam. <laughs> Dive into some Pokemon news here. First bit of news is there was a new update for Pokemon Go. Uh, the update and added support for traditional Chinese language, which is pretty huge, and an update to the Pokemon Collection screen scroll bar. It also includes various bug fixes and minor text fixes. That seems strange. If they did a whole like Chinese language infusion, that seems like a major text fix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, what a I, joke. I would, I, I would assumed it was already out in China prior to this update. I think it was. So I'm not sure what that update actually, like, did it fix, did it make Chinese language better? Did it add the other Chinese, isn't there two Chinese languages, Mandarin and... Yeah, well, not lang... Mm, yes. Dialects? There's, there's Mandarin, Chinese, and... Uh, Cantonese. Cantonese, correct. But it's it's more of the um, the figures that they use for the letters. There's, like, a simplified, and then there's the traditional. It's dia- It's a dialect too, though, isn't it? Well, but no. But I had a buddy in school I was very close with in college who spoke Mandarin, and he said he had a very hard time understanding Cantonese. 
Yeah, but it's since it's written, it's like they use the same ideograms, I believe is the word, for the words, okay. but they just pronounce them differently. Oh, I see. They just stick different vocal words onto the same written words. It's like how you people up up where you are say like pop and the rest of us say soda. Listen, but when no, you look we at definitely say like soda. Coke, Milwaukee, de- if there's one thing good about Milwaukee, it's that they say soda. I think all of Wisconsin yeah, says Yeah, but that's soda, why you're going to go to war with Chicago. What? Uh, like more middle Midwest says pop. All of my family in South Dakota says pop. If it's not a big city, it's usually pop. But a new promotional event in Pokemon Go, the Extravaganza, is live until April 20th. During this promotion, 2K eggs can be obtained that will hatch into a greater variety of Pokemon. Additionally, hatching eggs will earn players more candy than usual. For the duration of the event, all players will earn twice as much XP, which stacks with lucky eggs, such that using one would award four times the regular amount of XP. Additionally, lucky eggs are 50% off in the in-game shop. Even if uh, you missed most of this promotion and you're down with the Pidgey grinding, you might want to pick up some lucky eggs. I don't know how... Like, I feel like I don't get lucky eggs anymore. Or I only got lucky eggs when I leveled up. They still appear at stops? Like, they're rare, but I think you can still get them from stops. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I have a million lucky eggs from the holiday event when I was pumping money into this game. Yeah, I have, like, z- I have zero, so. But I played I played a little bit. I'm still playing Pokemon Go pretty much every day. What about you, Micah? I know Will doesn't play, so not even going to ask. I played yesterday when we went for our walk to the park, and I hatched a 2K egg, and I got an Abra. I didn't notice... I'm terrible at this, because I, I, I don't notice a lot of the things that I probably should be noticing, but what is the the standard candy that you get from an egg? Like, candy amount? I think, it, I think it's three, but I, I don't know either. I just hatch eggs and move okay, on. Okay, then that makes sense. <laughs> I got six candies from it, and I wasn't sure if maybe it was because it was a 2K egg from prior to the event. It wouldn't, it wasn't affected by, I, I don't know, I don't know how any of this works. Is it specifically, like, eggs that you pick up after the event starts, or is it any 2K egg I think at that point? I would assume that it's any 2K egg, because it doesn't say differently. Because before, it would, it would state that, like, when they did Cleffa and Igglybuff and stuff, they said, like, old eggs don't do this only new eggs do and here it, it it doesn't say anything that's what i thought maybe but if it's if if three was the standard prior to the event and six candies is that's what you're getting because you're getting more candies then i guess it was i don't know i got an abra and i wasn't super excited and that was the only egg i hatched Perfect. i don't have many 2k eggs i don't know what happened i have a lot of 5k and 10k eggs but nothing 10k are yet. the good ones though i know but nothing yet Hasn't hatched yet. Team Skull, Shiny, Tapu Koko 3DS's 3DS themes are now available in Europe. Two brand new Pokemon-based Nintendo 3DS themes will be released in Europe on April 14th. One featuring Team Skull, one features Shiny, Tapu Koko. They will be available for $1.99 each. These themes were previously released in Japan and North America. So if you missed that announcement from last time... Uh, and you want a Team Skull or a shiny Tapu Koko theme, they're already available in America, already available in Japan. I'm I'm to the point where I, I just 
don't care anymore about these themes. Yeah. You just hate the 3DS. You I, do. I do. Off the three. You're like, I own a Switch. I don't need to look at my 3DS anymore. I've mostly written it off, too, unfortunately. There was nothing that they showed at the Nintendo Direct. They showed a bunch of 3DS games. They showed you know, some Switch games. There's nothing that they showed for the 3DS where I was like, well, I need to keep my 3DS around. The only thing that I was interested in was the Pikmin game, which honestly I feel like at this point is a little too late. A lot of people really wanted a 3DS Pikmin game for a long time, and now it's it, it's it feels like an afterthought, and it feels like they maybe should have just put those resources towards a Switch game. For me, it's it's the whole like I I love the Pikmin series a ton, one of my favorite. But then I think about I don't know why, maybe because like there was a couple posts about this recently. But do you do you remember Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon on 3DS and how? terrible it was compared to the gamecube version yeah and i I feel like the pikmin is going to fall because they were both really good gamecube games and now they moved it to 3ds and i feel like it's not going to be good the only thing i was actually like semi excited for was bye bye box boy which is the third version of box boy knowing nintendo that will they'll release they'll re-release all those games because they re-release everything because it's nintendo true you want Every Zelda game re-released? Well, we're going to make them all. Wind Waker HD, Twilight Princess HD, <laughs> Majora's Mask 3DS, Ocarina of Time 3DS. They just... Pokemon, HeartGold, SoulSilver. Uh, they're Let just really good at remaking though. stuff. Here's, here's an, an insider's secret. People keep buying them. No, that's fine. <laughs> and, they, and they will keep buying them. I have no problem with that. And as long as people keep that. buying them, Nintendo's going to keep making remakes. I just don't care about the 3ds anymore i agree you've made that abundantly clear give me themes for the switch well will you're still just playing monster hunter right you're not are you playing anything else on the 3ds uh pokemon i'm i'm still working on my pokedex so yeah i play monster hunter and pokemon what kind of pokedex are you working on right now oh my still working on my alola i am stuck on uh gabite it's oh. it's it's killing me it's it's just Oh, you just it's can't find one? It's taken a lot of time, and I haven't had a lot of free time. Say that again? We just can't find one? Is that it? Yeah, it's an SOS battle in the desert, so... Yeah. It was easily I, one of the worst experiences in the game. I'm, uh, so I'm working on it. Just that's, that's what I'm saying. I think I literally have maybe, like, 30 Pokemon left to complete my Alolan Pokedex. Nice. But that's where I'm stuck. This is available for all regions. Mall, I'm just gonna... I'm not even... Just... Take the Pokemon names I'm saying and then add an ite to it. Mawile, Beedrill, Adino, Metacham are all available in Sun and Moon with a universal code, the ites, the little mega stones. The universal code is Intimidate. These mega stones will allow Mawile, Beedrill, Adino, and Metacham to mega evolve. While Mawite and Beedrillite were previously available to participants of the 2017 International Challenge, in February. This is currently the only way to obtain Audenite and Metachamnite in Pokemon Sun and Moon. No end date for the code has been announced. Get your four Megastones with Intimidate. I-N-T-I-M-I-D-A-T-E. Well, that's exciting. It sounds like Intimidate. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the big Abundance. news. Abundance. Uh, let's talk about the big news here is Marshadow officially revealed 
Marshadow will appear in the 20th movie. The, the mythical Pokemon Marshadow has officially been revealed immediately after the release of the new Japanese trailer for the Pokemon, the 20th Pokemon movie that briefly showed Marshadow. Marshadow was then announced. While fans have known about Marshadow since the launch of Sun and Moon due to data mining, this is off Bulba News, by the way, this is the first time its existence has officially been acknowledged. Marshadow was the only Pokemon in the game data of Pokemon Sun and Moon uh, that has not yet been officially revealed. Marshadow is shown, you know, black cast form, as I like to call it, but what do you guys think of this it's adorable well i think you should be calling it uh marshadow because it's obviously a extra crispy burned marshmallow so pronounce it like marshmallow i feel like this is the one pokemon name i've gotten right <laughs> <laughs> no it's marshadow i don't know how is true it, that is. is okay so it's definitely shadow but is it mar because it's referencing like mars is, is that is that the third it's definitely referencing Marshmallow. Yes. No, but I refuse Absolutely. to call it Marshado. Why you you'll do it in in six months from now when How everybody else is? How is it referencing is. a marshmallow? Because it's squishy. It's a, cute. It's, a, it's clearly a shadow. Look at its feet, tail backwards. It's a it's a marshmallow Pokemon. Well, You're that's saying, the wordplay. It's a marshmallow, and it's a shadow marshmallow. Yes, I'm but it's a burnt that. marshmallow. But it's the shadow of burnt marshmallow. Because so you're saying the, the third the version of eyes. Pokemon Sun and Moon is Pokemon Marshmallow. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, exactly. Why does it kind of look like Jibanyan from <laughs> Yokai Watch? Because Jibanyan was a huge success. <laughs> oh. Maybe not here, but... Was there any references to Marshmallows in Sun and Moon? No. Oh, wait, except for the character that was named like Mallow, right? Wasn't that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them? That's wait, right. who was named Mallow? Mallow. Oh, wait. The chef. Oh, Mallow, oh the girl. Actually. The girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. The chef. We went through a range of emotions just now. <laughs> I forgot As for I a second. Do, like, every moment. When I, when I think of Mallow, I think of the, the marshmallow thing from Super Mario RPG. I don't know anything about Super Mario RPG. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the little companion. Yep. I think he's a cloud, maybe. Yeah, they're clouds. But I definitely think this is supposed to be a marshmallow. I just it I guess, has little flame eyes. That's why it's all burned. But this is, this is like the 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 Celebi or the um, Victini of this game, right? It is the mythical distribution. Yes, right. if you need to have it that way. So what does it do? Like it gloom dwells. It's the gloom dweller Pokemon. What does that even mean? It dwells in the that's gloom. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so do I, but I don't look like a marshmallow. <laughs> Before I forget, by the way, this is same. This is slightly off topic, but I don't want to forget because this is our last bit of news. The the Pikachu with the hats that they announced in Japan, they actually do go into Pokemon Bank successfully and keep their hats. Oh, oh cool. Nice. I didn't want to forget that. But back to Marshadow. So the first the first reveal of Marshadow was in the for the new movie, right? Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't watch that trailer. Oh, you should watch it because it's super freaky because like it's like you're like, oh, it's like the first story of the cartoon with Ash. It's all like how he meets Pikachu. And then all of a sudden these Alolan dudes show up and they're like, you're like, there was no Alola when Ash was just a 10 year old boy 17 years ago. What is all this madness? And then Marshadow shows up or Marshadow 
And and you're just it's like a an LSD trip. More like Marsha don't. <laughs> I like that one. Got him. I saw this initially during the data mine stuff, like pre the game launch. And I remember distinctly thinking, along with other people, that's a marshmallow Pokemon because of its name. But now there's no like evidence that it's a marshmallow Pokemon, so I'm kind of second guessing that. Trust your gut, dude. I feel I like the Mar has to do with like Mars or space. That's my guess, but I'm probably wrong. Mars Haddo? What's a Haddo? Mars? What? It, it, it's a, well, but you're probably right because when you mash two words together, I don't know the term for that. Uh, since it's fighting ghosts and Mars is the god of war, you're probably right, but that just takes all the fun out of it. I agree. It'll always be a marshmallow Pokemon to us. I don't know. If if your games are called Sun and Moon, those are very space heavy. And Mars? Sun, Moon, and Pokemon Mars? I'm not saying it's Pokemon Mars, but I'm just saying that you already got two things that involve space. This Pokemon being from Mars or just a reference to that space-wise kind of makes sense. Disney XD. They're to air Pokemon Sun and Moon episodes in the U.S. beginning May 13th at 9 a.m., 8 p.m. Eastern. That seems like a typo. Uh, with Sun and Moon episode three called Loading the Decks. We're finally getting the rest of these Sun and Moon episodes on May 13th. Well, the first one oh. at least. Well, I, yeah, I won't be getting them because I don't have cable anymore and my TV is just an empty black thing. You got to get thing. that PlayStation View. Do we need to do another commercial for PlayStation View? No, no, that's no. All right. We need the price for that to go down. That's only like thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah really I'm trying to bad. save money. That's why I canceled my cable. I mean, I'm sure your cable is way more than thirty dollars. Tell you that. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of money, last bit of news here is 2016 marked the 20th anniversary of Pokemon, and what a celebration it was. This article is from Nintendo Life. From two main series Pokemon games on Nintendo 3DS, Pokemon Sun and Moon, as well as the augmented reality game Pokemon Go, the Pokemon franchise had a good year. The Pokemon Company, a joint company of Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures, created to handle Pokemon licensing, has revealed the license global its 2016 retail revenue. The Pokemon Company reportedly brought in $3.3 billion in retail revenue, placing 19th in the world. This is an increase from 2015 during which the Pokemon Company only had $2.1 billion in retail and placed 29th in the world. Pokemon enjoyed an incredibly strong year at retail in 2016, which marked the brand's 20th anniversary. The milestone, which was recognized by the first introduction of the Pokemon video game 20 years ago, catapulted the popularity of the brand into global spotlight and kicked off with the first ever Pokemon Super Bowl commercial. The company also introduced the, po- the mobile game Pokemon Go, which began a global phenomenon and was downloaded more than 650 million times. Pokemon followed the success with Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon for the Nintendo 3DS, which became the third best-selling Nintendo 3DS title of all time, adding to the 280 million Pokemon video games already sold. There's uh, a lot of money. 19th in the world. It's a lot of money. That is a, an amazing accomplishment. And now look at where we are. We're in this Pokemon drought. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised Sun and Moon is the third best-selling title. Wow. Yeah. They snuck that little nugget in there. Six months, and the 3DS has been out for, what, seven years now? Six years? Uh, 3DS has been out six... 
Yeah, I can't tell. Six or seven, something like that. Yikes. Still mind-blowing to me after how successful, and we've talked about this before, how successful 2016 was for Pokemon, how they have done nothing this year. They're going to shock and amaze us in May. Uh, it's possible. Um, maybe. You think they would maybe be like holding out for a like an E3 announcement? That's typically not their thing. But... I'm pretty sure they've never had like Pokemon has never had an E3 announcement. Right. The most is maybe that they're, like maybe they're switching it up. Get, get switch, it. switching. Yeah, I don't know. Do you get it? I, I didn't get it. Could you explain that to me? Break. So there's a system I called Nintendo it. Switch. <laughs> I mean, Pokemon Go died off like it, like all games do. It init- it hit its. That's not to say Pokemon Go is a failure. I'm just saying, like Pokemon Go hit its peak, and now it's it's settled down to the current player base. I would argue it's far from a failure, <laughs> considering how well it did. <laughs> Pokemon Sun and Moon, no one's really talking about it anymore. No, um, people are still playing. I mean, there are people who are competitive bat- training for competitive battles, but they're not using Sun and Moon, right? They're using Pokemon Showdown or something like that. But Well, except I, for the people who are going to regionals and stuff, they're using Sun and Moon. Yeah, for two hours, and then you know they're either eliminated or they're, they're not. My point is, well, and I have no hard data on this, but I would wager that when another Pokemon game is on the horizon, it encourages... And adds a sense of urgency to people, to people to finish the game they're currently playing. So, for example, if they show Pokemon Jupiter in Mars, in, <laughs> uh, if if they show a new Pokemon game, that would tell people that maybe dropped off. Oh, a new Pokemon game is coming out. I should probably finish X Y Z, not Pokemon X Y Z, just X Y Z in the game before that game came out. There's just been countless times where I hear Pokemon fans or I see Pokemon fans talk about how they're currently completing their Pokedex or currently doing this or that before a new game comes out. And now that we don't have that announcement of a new game, people just kind of fell off. I agree. I think a big discourager for me... Is that a word? Discourager? Why not? I think a big discouragement for me was the... Strange decision to exclude the national decks from the game and just leave it in Pokemon Bank because I that was something that I would do otherwise. Like I probably would still be playing and doing national decks stuff in Sun and Moon if that were a thing, but because it's not, I finished the Alolan decks and that's it. There's I don't really need to do anything else. I mean, besides get Pokemon up to level one hundred, there's yeah. really, like what else? What else is there to do? Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's like not a complaint. I'm just curious of like what's going on now. We don't even have we don't even have like a a spinoff game to look forward to. I would guess. I would wager that they have something big coming soonish because everything that we're talking about, I'm sure they have they have talked about behind the scenes already. I I'm. A hundred percent sure that they're aware that nobody is talking about anything really Pokemon related right now or doing anything Pokemon related. And I would guess that's probably because they have something coming. I mean, I I don't need another Pokemon game this year, but I would like to know when one is coming. 
So if they were to say, hey, we're making Pokemon Saturn and it's coming out in March of next year, I'd be like, okay, cool. Now I have something to look forward to. I can expect, you know, monthly to weekly updates of like what this game is about, what's coming. Even if it's a third version of a game or a sequel like Black and White 2 is, there's still going to be enough stuff for them to talk about and show in the 10 months leading up to that. What if they reveal Poke Puyo Tetris? Oh. Pokemon Puzzle League 2? Well, I don't know. Was Puzzle League like Tetris? I never played that. No, Puzzle League was like... I don't. I can't remember what the game it's based off of is, but Puya Puya is what it is. What it is, but it's also like Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine or Kirby's Avalanche. Those are versions of Puya Puya. Tetris is Tetris. Pokemon Shuffle is uh, Puzzles and Dragons, which I don't know if there's another name for that, but based off the Puzzles and Dragons engine, just association is the best way to describe it. Uh, I will say that I I chatted with somebody who may or may not work for Nintendo. I I pretty much was like, hey, what's up with Pokemon? Why haven't we gotten anything? Like, what's going on? They told me that Nintendo and TPCI had a ton of promotional material, and they were going to push Sun and Moon really hard after the release, and they actually threw all of that away. Because Nintendo 3DSs weren't in stock, and they had no plans of restocking them. And so because you couldn't actually go out and buy a 3DS, which is still a problem today, by the way, they just threw away all the promotional material and stopped promoting Sun and Moon. That just seems so weird. Don't do that. Well, I mean, what, oh. what, that was like five months ago now. Yeah. 3DSs are still not in stock. I went to it seems like a combination. 3DS isn't the only thing in the world. Can you find one in a store? Like, if you go on Amazon, it's nothing but third-party sellers. When I was at Target last night, that Target that I I go to maybe, you know, once a week, because it's on the way home from work, they had two 3DSs in stock. They had a just a generic black 3DS XL, and they had an Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer 3DS. And they've had those. What about 2DSs, though? They they have never had two, two DSs at that Target that I've gone to. They've had those two 3DSs at that Target. It's the Target in Wautosa, by the way, since probably Christmas. I don't, I can't remember ever seeing more than two 3DSs. I just went to that Target last night. They sold the Happy Home Designer Animal Crossing. They still have one black 3DS. That's it. That's all they've ever had in their display case was two. And What's now they're crazy down to, to one. me is that they still had a Happy Home Designer 3DS. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Meyer that we go to like once a week has some Mario Kart 2DSs. Does it not? Uh, I don't know. Let's, uh, when I we thought go- that, that it did. But I, I've also seen some Galaxy 3DSs restock recently. But it's not many. It's like two or three. It's very strange. It's like really questionable business practice. I don't really get it. I think it all makes sense. I mean, you don't restock 3DSs. You take away the NES Classic. The only thing you have left now is the Switch. But those are out of stock, too. Yeah, well. <laughs> just, it's like they've, they've made their I, billions I know, of dollars them. and they just don't care anymore. I don't think it's not We're caring. We're never going to hear from Nintendo again. I don't think it's not caring. I think it's resources. You have people making 3DSs, then you don't have those people making Switches. Yeah, we had this conversation uh, through text about the NES Classic Mini that it's 
you said that you seemed it seemed like it was probably because they were putting that those resources towards switch production which i think makes perfect sense and that would probably be the case with the 3ds too but it's just it just seems odd to like and now after this Nintendo Direct, they're promoting new 3DS games, but they're not restocking anywhere. But those 3DS it's... games are either already out in Japan, like Monster Hunter Stories, or they've they've just been in development for several years. Like I can't imagine Pikmin is, hasn't been a year plus at this point. Yeah, but even so, I mean, if you know that a game is launching here, you would think you would have some sort of restock on the system that requires it. Do you think anyone... Who is interested in Pikmin or Bye Bye Box Boy yeah, or right. Monster Hunter Story? Good point. Doesn't I already, already know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But it's still odd. It's still an odd thing. Like it's it's not it's it doesn't make like complete sense to me that they wouldn't restock the system and they're still pushing hard, uh, software for it. It it only makes sense to me because they've done it before. They did it from the Game Boy Advance to the DS. The Game Boy Advance was still selling pretty well when the original DS came out, and they just killed the Game Boy Advance. They just stopped sending them to stores. Hmm. You have an incredible memory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I mean, if that's their MO, then that's their MO. But I also feel like they did it with the Wii as well, where they just stopped sending Wiis to stores so people would just buy Wii U's, but that didn't pan out too well for the Wii, the Wii U. At the end of its l- lifetime, though, wasn't it like pretty easy to get? Like it was pretty well stocked everywhere. The Wii, I thought. Yeah. Well, yeah, they sold like 112 million of them. Yeah, and they just hung out on the shelves. <laughs> well, that wraps up our news. What we'll do is we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll uh, tackle a couple emails, and then tackle our Pokemon of the week. So we will be right back. And we are back from our break. We got a couple of emails, but before we do that, we didn't mention, we didn't talk about Midwest Gaming Classic at all. That's mostly Micah, but I guess, Will, if you have any questions for us, you know, let us know. But Micah and I spent some time, and Irene, and Irene spent some time at the Midwest Gaming Classic before, I don't know if there's much to say, but I do want to thank everyone who came out, said hi, said they listened to the podcast. Totally means a lot. Like the the reason I do that convention or do anything is to like meet you guys. So for everyone who came up, said hi, said they liked it's super effective or mythical or or whatnot, like thank you so much. Uh means a lot. But yeah, it was a it was a all right show. I mean it is what it is, right? At this point. I think we talked about this a little bit last year, but it's it's a lot of the same. It's Midwest gaming classic. It's a classic. You you get exactly what you expect every year. Well, I I don't know. Didn't you say your room was a little suboptimal this year? Location? 
Uh, it was in the same hallway it was last year. And I, I, I would argue that the room was the same size as it was last year, because literally we were next door to the, this, the room. I would say that the, the downfall, if there was a downfall this year, was just the hotel itself and them keeping it clean or like remembering that. I don't, uh, to me, that hallway got the hallway to our room was not only like full of tables that people moved out of their rooms for more space, which I totally get. Like we did the same thing, except Mike and I put our tables in like an emergency hallway, which, Probably not that great if there was a fire, <laughs> but it was out of the way. And also that emergency hallway was like 13 feet wide. Uh, it was huge. But and there was a table there last year, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> you're already decreasing a 10-foot hallway by putting a two-foot table in it and just leaving it there. But it also encouraged people just to leave their trash on the table, which is like fine, because when you're getting to like 7 or 8 o'clock and the con is over you would assume or expect the hotel to come through and clean that up. But when we got there well, on wait, Sunday I'm, morning... I'm, I'm a little confused because where I come from, we put our trash in cans. We don't just put it on, place it on top of a table. You're right. And keep walking. I even bring my own vacuum every year because I vacuum at the end of the night. So when people come into my room the next morning, it's a clean, good-feeling room. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of just like common courtesy and being a clean person. But I don't know that it was necessarily garbage more as it was like handouts that they got from people that they just were like oh, i'll put it on this table which i guess at that point it's garbage but it's not like it's <laughs> not like garbage there works. were there were definitely <laughs> soda it's and not like beer candy cans. wrappers that they were like oh, i'll no, just throw these candy wrappers on the table instead of in the trash i don't know the like that that part probably annoyed me the most of just like I don't understand how you you know that this con is busy. You know that I, I'm pretty sure they sold 5,000 tickets alone on Saturday. You know you're having 5,000 people come through. The con ends at 8. Like, why, why are you not sending hotel staff to go through and, like, quickly clean up all the hallways? Not, not make it spotless, but have some extra staff there to clean for the next day. Yeah. And just, like, setup-wise... I think our room went went fine. We didn't. I didn't focus on games this year. I focused more on artwork. Michael made some amazing artwork for the show. When we got to our room on Thursday night, because we were going to set up Thursday night, finish setting up Friday, and the con is Saturday Sunday. Like our room was a complete disaster on Thursday night, which is okay, cool. I get it. You got a lot of rooms to clean. Con doesn't even start until Friday night for VIP members. I don't participate in the VIP stuff. So the next day at work at 1 p.m., I call and I go, hey, I'm in room 170. Can you just send somebody there and like finish cleaning it? It just needs to be vacuumed and picked up and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, yeah, sure. And Mike and I get there at 6 on Friday and the room is still not cleaned. So it's just, it I don't know. It's pretty gross. It's just like little things like that of, I am sure this hotel, it's the Sheraton Brookfield, by the way, which is a pretty okay hotel. I wouldn't mind staying there. There's... It's fine. It's like a standard Sheraton you would find across the country. I'm sure the Sheraton wants to keep Midwest Gaming Classic there because of the amount, like, they sell out all the rooms, and I'm sure their bar downstairs does great business, and I'm sure that Midwest Gaming Classic, you know, pays or what does whatever they do, their business deals. But to, like, I don't know, it just seems like this year they weren't prepared for it or, or something? I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, and we weren't the only room that complained about their room not being clean when when they got there. There were other people in the surrounding immediate area that said the same exact thing, and they had people come and clean their rooms. There was also, when we went to the desk and asked them to send someone to clean the room, there was another guy that came up and was trying really, really hard to be polite and say pretty much exactly what we were saying. Not that we were impolite. He just was trying really hard to be polite. I just feel like it's outgrowing the sh- that Sheridan. Like, it's... They're really packing it in at this point. Like, yeah. Really trying hard to pack it in. And I think that's becoming a well, detriment. Well, I, f- I felt like we've said that for five years now. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this year, it seems like it's even worse. Like, it's... I mean, they could do but, another tent. But if you're doing another <laughs> tent... Which like that tent is huge. It yeah. took them it took them two years to get the tent right. They finally got the tent right. Last year they got the tent right and this year it was also right. They could add another tent, but if you're adding another tent, you're losing probably, you know, three hundred parking spaces. Which is and fine. It wasn't pouring rain this year, right? No, it was a beautiful weekend. So no flooding, nothing like that. No flooding. Right. Yeah. No. That was flooding I think was year two of the tent. Year one is when like half the tent fell down i don't know if you were there michael when that happened that was who that was something i've been there every year but i don't remember that yeah it was like but right when the good. show started on friday the it was one of it wasn't like a corner of the tent it was but it was near a corner it just collapsed and it was like people panicking to because it fell on some vendors so it was people panicking oh, to get the tent back up that's and pretty good though second year was when Uh, They didn't, like, sandbag around it, and it was pouring rain, so, like, you were walking in, like, three inches of water uh, to explore the vendor hall. Great. And then the year after that, it was was fine for the most part, except it was really cold in there because it was Wisconsin March blizzard. It took them a couple hours to get the heat to work, and then once they did, it was fine. Just like it took them a couple hours to get sandbags up, and once they did, they got the water out, and it was fine for the rest of the weekend, but... Boy, that, yeah. that tent problems. Well, this year they had they had put the tent around. Uh, they must have moved it or something, but they put it around, uh, like a parking sign, like a handicap parking sign. It was like right in the middle of the walkway for the vendor hall, and they just decided to protect people from bumping into it. They would just wrap a bunch of rugs around it and then <laughs> tape it, and it looked terrible. Oh, but sure it was effective. I'm sure somebody ran into it prior to that. It was super effective. There were new vendors in the vendor hall, which was, it was great to see that. The thing I noticed is there was way more Pokemon stuff in the vendor hall than past years. And I, I, I'd be, I, I, it has to be because of Pokemon Go and Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, there was just like a lot of imported Pokemon stuff. A lot of people making, I don't know what that's called with the beads when you glue the beads together. Perler beads. There was two. They're actually heated. Oh, are they? Like melt, melt together. Oh, okay. There was two booths dedicated to that, and both those those vendors had a bunch of Pokemon stuff. So yeah, I mean, like it it it's a cool show. A little a little expensive, personally. I think I think it was what forty dollars on Saturday, twenty on Sunday. Yeah, it was like sixty bucks for a weekend pass, or just forty for Saturday and twenty for Sunday. That's just it's still it's a lot. I feel like. Compared to other events that, like, we compared it to 
Gen Con, which we go to every year, and like a weekend pass for Gen Con isn't too much more. And there's so much more to do. And it's for two extra days. It's like such a significant price difference. It just feels like because it's it's always fine. Like it's always you get exactly what you're expecting. It just feels because it's getting so condensed and nothing is really like nothing too much is really changing. It's getting harder, I think, to justify that price point. Yeah. It's still a if if you're into that, it's still cool to to check out. Well, I I try to do something different every year in the room. Yeah. But I was I was telling you, I was like if if like you get out of it what you put in. Like I think the first year we had the pinball machine that I built, like that attracted a lot of people cuz you play the the machine for the first time and then you you go tell somebody like, "Oh, you got to check out this Pokémon room. They have this actual working Pokemon pinball machine. And I was telling Micah, I was like, you know, if we put up like a a hundred inch TV and you put, you know, Pokemon Red on there, that would get people talking of like, oh, you need to check out this room, look at what they have in it, blah, blah, blah. And like that, the word of mouth itself would bring people to your room. And I don't think we had anything that that was that great word of mouth to bring people to. But you see that all the time at conventions. Uh, like I remember playing Happy Salmon for the first time at Gen Con. Like I played Happy Salmon, and then I went over to a group, like the group that we were with, which was what, like fifteen people, and I was like, "You guys need to play this game." And I brought everyone over to Happy Salmon, and I think every single person bought Happy Salmon at the yeah. end of that game. Not me, but that you know was what? a mistake. No, that game is so good. That's what I mean. You should you should have purchased it because it's incredible. It was a mistake not purchasing that game. Sure. Yes. Okay. But yes, you're totally right. I think there's still some of that with the pinball machine, though. That pinball machine is definitely still a draw. People still come in and play it for a long period of time. Or they'll come in with a group and they'll notice it before the rest of their group does. And they'll say, oh my god, look at this pinball machine. And the and then they'll spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes playing it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely retained some of its popularity over the years. I, I will be curious what Midwest Gaming's plans are for next year, whether that's the same hotel or something different, or I don't know. I just feel like they have to do something different, and so it's all these vendors and, and people who make the show what it is, like kind of waiting to see what they decide on. Yeah. I I kind of hope that they move it to someplace bigger. Uh, let's dive into some emails. If you have any emails... Wait, that doesn't make any sense. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, <laughs> you can email me at sbj at pkmncast.com, or you can go over to pokemonpodcast.com and hit that e- that contact button. They'll go to the same place. So this is from Nicole from New York City. They write in and say, hi there. I'm a new fan to the podcast, and I might must say that you guys do an awesome job. Very professional, high quality, and have interesting discussions. I love listening on my very long commutes to work, so thank you for the quality entertainment. I have a question. Do you have a custom website that was built for you, or do you host a site, i.e. Wix, Podbean, etc.? I ask because I have a small podcast myself, and I was exploring different options when I found your page and fell in love. Your site is amazing. I would like to see similar templates to this. Thanks again for working hard and bringing 
us listeners quality podcasting smiley face uh will and i use the same hosting sites so will can answer well we use squarespace not a sponsor <laughs> um, not with that yeah, attitude. I mean, squ- Why not? We Squarespace was a sponsor for a while. Build, build a beautiful. Yeah, yeah. We uh, Squarespace gave me like a year free or something at one point. Wow, I haven't gotten nothing free. But that was again, such a long um, time ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very long time uh, ago. My, my podcast website is not that filled. That we were we're really trying to get it together for season two, and it it's not there yet. But we also had that foray into WordPress for like. Six months? How long I did we try that hate, before you gave up on I that? Hate and went WordPress. Back to Squarespace. So much. It was real give bad. Give you some tips here. Tips from tips from the internet. Just build an Angel Fire website. Put a lot of animated gifs on it. No, GeoCities. Don't do Angel Fire. Come on. Okay, either or. Really, I mean. But if you want to be a true business business person about it, get an Angel Fire site. Just put your images on it. Build That's it beautiful. Need. Will, do you like Squarespace? Uh, I like Squarespace just because it's really easy for anybody, you know, to use. And yet you can still put in your own customizations and everything. And it never goes down, right? It's like impossible to bring a Squarespace site down. So when I put my mission critical card fight Vanguard card postings up, that the internet can never be, they'll always be there. No matter what happens, I don't know. I feel like Squarespace has gone down before, but not that I reckon, not, not that I can recall. But yeah, Pokemon Podcast uses Squarespace. It's fine. I mean, it, it holds the podcast episodes. They're not hosted on Squarespace; they're hosted elsewhere. But uh, the site yeah, exists and I think the, for the podcast existing. Yeah, the, the three expenses that I have are Squarespace hosting, uh, SoundCloud, right? SoundCloud. That's I. I don't ever look at the name of it. Yeah, That's SoundCloud. SoundCloud for the audio files, and then I do Google domain registration. Yeah. And then you can buy a jillion other things that may or may not help your podcast. And get an Angel Fire site. And build it beautiful. All right. Matthew writes in. They say, so hi, I've been listening for a while now. I am am a 32-year-old Army veteran with PTSD. When I got out of service, I tried working again in the hospital but realized suicidal ideations were haunting me every day. I picked up listening to your podcast, which was the only thing at work that distracted me from the terrible thoughts creeping in the back of my mind every single day. Thank you for the great content, funny and engaging conversations, and your liberal attitude towards all walks of life. You continue to help me through my very dark places. One thing I've never heard from you guys discuss, granted I've missed a few episodes here and there, is Pokemon Conquest. The game I consider to be the best spin-off there is. The first time I played it, I hated it. It wasn't long before I was completely hooked. I feel the Pokemon spin-off game's popularity is inversely proportional to their quality. Super Mystery Dungeon is the most popular, but also terrible. Pokemon Ranger is pretty solid, especially Shadows of Elmia. But Pokemon Conquest needs a Gen 7 sequel, but it's not like no one has ever played the game. I was wondering if you had any thoughts on Conquest at all, if you've played it, if you liked it, why or why not. Love the show. Thank you for everything. Viva Grand Rapids, Matt. Wow, that's a lot to to fit in there. Yeah. Um, Well, first off, glad that we were able to help with with the first part of the email. I'm not sure exactly what to say, but... uh, I know I'm only B-Squad, but 
keep keep on keeping on. Yeah, I have a uh, a PTSD diagnosis, and I'm glad that I'm able to help somebody out. Hopefully, by just making some jokes and laughs to get them through those difficult times. Yeah, that's awesome. What Mike said, keep on keeping on. And if you uh, if you or anyone wants to reach out, feel free to uh, shoot shoot an email. Uh, let's talk about the conquest stuff, though. Uh, I've only played two to three hours of it, and it was it was fine. I liked it, but uh, like most games, I don't get around to. It was just a bad timing when it came out. But I'm uh, curious if you guys played it. Oh, I never touched it. No, it was not my kind of game. Mm-mm. I touched it. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I played it when it came out, and I really, really wanted to like it because it was Pokemon. But I'm really not, that's not my genre. It's it's never been my genre, and I can't like get myself to really truly enjoy it. It's just I don't know what it is. It's it's just lost on me. It's the same thing with like Fire Emblem. I really really want to love it because everybody raves about how great it is and how great the characters are and everything. And I, I spend maybe like five hours in it, and then I just can't. I can't do it. I lose interest so fast. But if I had to play one of those types of games, those real-time strategy whatevers, it would probably be that one because of Pokemon. Yeah, I don't think Travis played it either. If they did, they weren't very vocal about it. <laughs> I really liked the um, the concept of like pairing different... I don't know what the term was for that for that specific game i don't know factions or dynasties or something i liked the idea that they were pairing like figureheads from those factions with pokemon that were very similar in appearance and like color scheme and all that like it it fit really well um and from what i understand they're all characters like actual characters from what was the the crossover game nobunaga's ambition I think. Yeah, I believe that's that's the title, correct? It was somebody's ambition. I knew that much. Somebody's ambition. <laughs> Whoever's ambition it was, they did a good job pairing Pokemon with the figureheads because they, they feel like they fit. Yeah. But other than that, it, it was I couldn't do it for too long. <laughs> I feel like it's also not my type of game. Like, I kind of got into Fire Emblem he- Heroes. Is that what the mobile game is called? And I yeah. liked it for what it was but that was such a shorter slash more puzzly version of the long form fire emblem i don't know if if they made another conquest game or they re-released conquest or something of the sort i would absolutely go back to it or give it another try but i feel like it just doesn't fit what kind of games i like i mean i don't like anything so that makes sense but <laughs> uh but wyatt writes in from Yam Hill, Oregon. What what a location. Are there lots of yams up there? Yeah. Up on that hill? A hill dedicated to yams. Uh, hey guys, this is my first time writing in, and I have to say, Steve is my favorite person to listen to every week. I do have three questions for all of you guys. Is anyone going to PAX West this year? Question number two is, how is everyone's day going? And final question, if, if you could only pick one gen for Pokemon game to play for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mine would be Gen 4 because it was the first game I actually understood 
uh, while playing and wasn't always hitting A to keep battling. So let's start with question one. I will probably be going to PAX West this year. I have not, I don't think they've opened up panel registration yet. Based off of filling the room for PAX East, I would assume that they would be okay with me coming back. Uh, I guess the question is, is Will going to PAX West this year? Well, I haven't been invited. Wow, got him. <laughs> All right, moving on to question two. Uh, well, seriously though, would you go to Seattle? Oh yeah, I uh, I've I've never been. I I would love to see the birthplace and dying point of grunge. Wow, this, this... and the Space Needle. Space Needle's cool. Are you about to argue that grunge is still alive? In our hearts, it's still alive. Okay, because, you know, I was in college when that was happening, so that's it had meaning for me. Wow. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, I invited Michael last year, and he turned it down, so no invite this year for you. Wow, thanks. <laughs> Lots of wows going around on this end. No, if Michael wants to come, I mean, that's cool. Can I say maybe, like, live? Does that, on, like, on the podcast? Can I yeah. say maybe? Yeah. You can there's say just maybe. so many trips this year. Yeah, there's a lot of tri- a lot of trips this year. Becky and I are supposed to go to Toronto, and there's Gen Con, and there's other stuff that I don't know. I don't know. There's other things. There's a lot yeah. of trips this year. A lot of trips this year. Uh, maybe question- I would love to at some point go to PAX West. It has been a goal for a, a while. So maybe. Uh, question two is how's everyone today? I feel like we talked about that earlier, but so you know, so far so good. I cooked a lot today. I cooked a lot of food. I cleaned my still, basement today, and it's not even close to being done. I still need to find a replacement for One Punch Man. <laughs> Space Jam, we already talked about that. There's another season of Attack on Titan coming out, I guess. Okay, these things are in the future. I need the now. I, all right. <laughs> Just play Persona 5. That's an anime thing. Just no. follow Sailor B on Twitter and look at her recommendations, because they're all pretty good. You can put Persona 5 in like super easy mode. And then you're getting nothing but story and very little challenge to a, a game. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, there you Persona go. Persona 4 was in my PS Vita that I lost in Boston. Shout out to anybody in Boston who finds my PS Vita. Please let me know if you have it. So since I can have never, I will never be able to finish my playthrough of Persona 4, I'm not going to touch Persona 5. No, but they're like different it's, characters. That's, it's a no, totally no, different game. No, 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 no. All right. Cursed. It's a cursed game is what it is. I see. Well, I mean, duh. There's like, wow, things in it. What They're called personas. I was like, <laughs> what are they called? things in it. <laughs> personas. Final question. Which generation, Literally the title. Which generation would you pick to play for the rest of your life? Gen 5, of course. Oh, boy. Yeah. Welcome to Boringville. <laughs> Only having 150 Pokemon. Roasted. Uh, except that Gen 5 also includes Black and White 2. So oh, uh, I don't know about than... that. I suppose, like, I guess that's fair. Like, if I, would, if, I would, if I was to say heart gold, if I was to say gold and silver, does that automatically include crystal? That's would... not a gen, that's titles. Crystal, gold or silver, or heart gold or soul silver. I don't care if I get only one of them. It's gonna be heart gold or soul silver. Yeah, that's that would be my pick too. There's just so much uh, content. 
I was going to say replay value, but that's not totally true. <laughs> There's a lot of content there, and it's yeah, good content. I would pick Jet. It's not. It's not boring content. All right, we'll do. <laughs> uh, we'll do one more email. This one is from Simon. Location is twenty eight canoe. I don't know what that means. Uh. They say hi, SBJ, and other people on. I just want to tell you how much I enjoy the show, and it is the best that I've seen. Best out of 10 others that I've seen. I'm assuming they have listened to 10 other Pokemon podcasts. One question. What is your preferred Pokeball choice? Keep up the great work, Simon. Hmm. Dusk Ball for me. The Dusk Ball? It, that's a really Did good I choice. Stutter? <laughs> that's honestly a really good choice. I used to be like- all about the Premier Ball, but I've moved on. You've moved on. Hold moved on. on. This is news. Because as of Midwest Gaming Classic, you were giving someone a lecture on how you always go with Premier Balls. Yes. But I never elaborated that I've since switched from Premier Balls. I switched like halfway through Sudden Moon. To what? The Luxury Ball. Oh, wow. All right. Someone's too fancy for Premier Balls now, huh? <laughs> The luxury balls are really great. The gold and black look real good together. I do like the look, but it's not going to be catching that many Pokemons. It's true. I'm with Will on this one. I really like Dusk Ball, and I really like the feeling of quick balling something right out of the gate. I hate the quick ball. If it works. I caught my uh, Solgaleo with a quick ball. The quick and ball is such a cop out, that's though. It. Nah, it's fine. No, because the quick it's ball is a, like. It's a real <laughs> victory. <laughs> The quick ball is like blue with like a yellow like. Oh, it's ugly. It looks like the X Men, the original uniforms. Yeah, it's so definitely for, ugly. So for me, I feel like Pikachu or Electrovire or I'm just naming electric Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> plus, because those Minin. are the yeah, those like, are what's gonna look best in a luxury ball. Is that why? No, they look best in like they look best in a quick ball. Oh, because it's got like a lightning bolt on it, right? Sort of. I would never catch a Geodude in a quick ball, because that doesn't look good. But would you catch, like, a really colorful Pokemon with a Luxury Ball? Because the Luxury Ball is, like, really pretty bland looking. Well, that's why it works for pretty much every Pokemon. It has. That's why Premier Ball works for every Pokemon, because it's white and red, and the Luxury Ball is black and gold. See, that is a little bit more, I I agree with, because it's like it's blank. It's like it's a blank ball. But the Luxury Ball is like, it's got a color scheme. I wouldn't catch a Machamp in a Netball. That just doesn't look right. It doesn't look good. You're right. No, you got to catch Machamp in a Master Ball because it has an M on the outside like Machamp. That's, yeah, there you go. You're not wrong. That, the, <laughs> I can buy that. I also don't like using Great Balls or Ultra Balls because I feel like, I don't know why, I, they just bother me. It's just... It it's it's that mindset of like it's that mindset of oh you only had a great ball or you only had an ultra ball so you just used it and got it and now if I breed that Pokemon all its babies are going to be in great balls and then somebody's going to question why is it in a, why is it not in an ultra ball why is it why is it in a great ball and then you catch something in an ultra ball and then people question of why it's Who not is in- asking these questions <laughs> the, the, the the personas in my mind <laughs> the. The uh, Ultra Ball and the the Great Ball are too bush league for Luxury Ball Steve over here. I mean, if you're gonna go all out, go all out. Don't don't you know, go not home even, early with the Great Ball. 
Not even the Premier Ball is good enough these days. Nah, the Premier like I'll luxury still, ball, I'll, Steve. I'll still use a Premier Ball. I'm just, I'm just not a fan of great balls or ultra balls. I guess is that that's what I'm saying. Who's saying the the great ball is their favorite ball? No one's gonna say that. It's not like Pokeballs actually. It's not like their catch rates actually matter. None of it matters. None of this matters. <laughs> you know how many ultra balls I threw at a Tapu Feni and it didn't matter. One HP. Well, that's asleep. For, that's for legendary. Dude. Twenty ultra balls later, still not caught. I hate. I hate everything about Pokeballs. They just don't work. We're talking to the guy who uses Master Ball and a Gold Duck. Yeah, I did it right. I did it right once. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. If you have any emails, why? Why do I keep doing this? If you have any questions, comments, concerns in email form, you can send those to sbj at pcamandcast.com. Tell or me about snail mail. your favorite balls, pokey or basket. Yeah, you could also send snail mail. I haven't space checked jam. It. Was that a space jam joke? I, t- I tie everything together. Welcome to the slam. I have a P.O. box. I haven't checked in a while. I'll check it this week. But yeah, you can send me snail mail if you want. It's on PokemonPodcast.com. It's on the Patreon page. Uh, there's a P.O. box there somewhere. Wrap things up here with Pokemon of the Week. No Travis with us. But we don't need Travis because we have our Slack community. Pokemon of the Week this week is Muck. Alolan Muck, to be exact. Best Muck. I want to give a shout out to our Slack community. They pretty much came to an agreement here with Muck. I'm just going to read what we have. So, for Muck, Alolan, you want to put, you want to give it a figgy berry. You want the ability Gluttony. And you want to put your Eevees into, they spelled it out right here for level 50. Uh, 188 HP, 244 attack, 44 defense, 20 special defense, 12 speed, adamant nature with the moves Poison Jab, Knockoff, Curse, and Protect. Gluttony makes it eat the fig berry earlier. Uh, we're using this in double battles, as all our Pokemon of the Weeks are. Uh, that EV spread will allow it to KO Tapu Koko with Poison Jab. Knockoff is ridiculously strong against item-dependent Pokemon, mainly Porygon 2. Slack community agrees that Alolan Muck destroys Porygon 2. Uh, with that EV spread, it will also survive a Hydro Vortex from Gyarados and Eruption from Full Health. Uh, special Torkoal, 93% of the time. This is very exact. It will also survive an Alolan Marowak Bone Barang all the time. If you want to pair it like a fine wine, you want to pair Alolan Muck with Tapu Fini. It will not get burned under Tapu Fini's terrain. And Kartana is also a good team member because it threatens all hard counters for Muck, like Garchomp. There you go. A little bit shorter than Travis's version, but thanks, Travis. Get yourself a get yourself an Alolan Muck with Poison Jab, Knockoff, Curse, and Protect, and pair it with uh, Tapu Fini and uh, Katana. Is is that how you say it? Kartana, Katana, Kartana, like the sword, like from Halo. Oh boy, no, that's Cortana, <laughs> like the lady. Like a katana is a samurai sword. So no, no, I get it. I get is... it. But if you had okay. a cart full of katanas, it's a it's a cartana. Some trivia. Oh, let me get the shiny out of the way here. I actually don't know what shiny Alolan Muck looks like. A shiny Muck is green instead of purple, more like n- not darker than Nickelodeon slime. But I don't know what. Mm, it's not hard to do. I don't know what the 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 rainbow turns into when it's shiny. But I got some trivia for you. 
Although Muck's body is very poisonous, it doesn't seem to harm Ash when other Mucks are hugging them. This is probably because it's able to control whether it gives off poison or not, similar to how Ponyta can choose whether or not to burn a person that it touches. Krogunk is another Pokemon which is able to control the amount of poison it uses via its fingertips when using Poison Jab, or Sharpedo activating its ability Rough Skin. What a, what a trivia. Muck shares similar traits to Weezing and Garbodor. All three Pokemon are pure poison types with a single pre-evolution, roughly have the same base stat totals and evolution levels, and appear to be based on different kinds of pollution. Muck being water pollution. Muck has the highest average performance of every of any fully evolved Pokemon. Alolan Muck and its pre-Alolan and its Alolan pre-evolution were designed by Hitorshi Arija. I'll get to that in a second. Muck is one of two Pokemon that have the shortest English names. Mew being the other. Hitoshi Agriga, my apologies for butchering that name. They designed Mega Beedrill, Alolan Geodude, Graveler Golem, Alolan Grimer and Muck, Pangoro, Inkay, Malamar, Hone Edge, Dual Blade, Aegislash, Tyrant, Tarantrum, Amura, Aurorus, Grubbin, Chargebug, Vikavolt, Miner, and Drampa. So they started in Gen 6, it seems like. Shiny Alolan Muck is just kind of like rearranging of the colors of er, the non-shiny. Oh, okay. That's not that thrilling. I think. I mean, that's what I'm looking at here. I have... It's, two, it's in-game two side-by-side mucks. One well, one shiny, one not? I, I'm assuming so. I have green on the top, yellow on the bottom. What do you got? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. That's not shiny. I got green, then yellow, the, pink, green, yellow. Then the other one is the shiny. Okay, what's the color? Start this from the top. This is a disaster. <laughs> Like purple, yellow, blue, yellow. Oh, yeah, from, blue. From the top to the bottom. All right. There's no blue in the regular one. Well, the tongue is blue, but not the not the skin. Oh, you know what it is that I'm looking at? I forgot the animation for Muck is it like rotates those colors through it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So it's, pr- it's purple, pink, blue, and yellow. Okay. So this is green, yellow, pink, green. Got I mean, it. there's a little yep. bit of blue, but it's really tiny. My mistake. This, I forgot that it has that animation. This makes like, for terrible podcast material. Yeah, this is not good. <laughs> Trying to describe a uh, Pokemon <laughs> with a rotating color rainbow. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, to Slack that contributed to that move set. I think that wraps up our show for you guys today. A uh, little bit of house cleaning. Clean this house. Usually I say review us in iTunes or go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash it's super effective, by the way. Uh, but this week, I'm going to tell you guys that if you made it this far in the episode, you should tell a friend about It's Super Effective and Pokemon Podcast. Uh, we are, we joke about this Pokemon drought, but it's a real thing. We lost some listeners recently and we haven't said anything controversial, controversial, shall, uh, recently. Which recently being the keyword, recently being the keyword, yeah. You would have thought we would have lost all those listeners back at like the Sun and Moon special or something like that, but no, that was <laughs> that was like the height of our listenership. I mean, this happens with all games. I listen to a ton of Destiny podcasts. After a while, I stopped listening to Destiny podcasts and I stopped playing Destiny as much. Uh, and I've done that with other games as well. 
Uh, the same thing here. I'm sure those listeners will come back once more. Hardcore Pokemon news stops, starts dropping when we finally get Pokemon Pluto. If you could just, you know, tell a friend about us, that would be great. That would be awesome. That's all I got. Will, you got anything? I got no news. Nothing. No. Zero news. But I'll, I'll try to get something together for you next week. All right. Good to, good to hear. Micah? Uh, I beat Final Fantasy 15. All right, we're done that, here. <laughs> that's, that's the news. That's it. This is over. Uh, thank you, the everyone. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. I am still trying to secure a guest for April. If you were a recent Patreon backer for spring, those uh, the spring rewards are now out. Please check uh, the Patreon page for that link. And yeah, thank you all so much. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are Super, super Moomin Writers. Yep. What did you just say to me? I said I like Purry Purry Prisoner the most. I thought we stopped talking about Purries when we stopped talking about Space Jam. No, that's Furries. Oh, my mistake. Just wanted to give a big shout out to Wally. You can check him out uh, over at drunkontacos.com. And if you want to be part of the shout outs at the end of the episode, you can jump over to patreon.com slash it's super effective and sign up for the producer tier. But again, a shout out to Wally. You can check out his stuff over at drunkontacos.com. Thank you everyone for your patronage and supporting it's super effective. <laughs>